live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Welcome, all fans of all kinds of all sports. This is another edition of None So Strong Boxing. I'm your host, T. Diddy, and here today, I'm joined with the three-time world champion, Reggie Sweet Johnson. How you doing, Reggie? All is well. Pleasure to be here once again. Also, I'm joined by the boxing guru, the analyst, the statistician, the boxing historian, Star Johnson. Star, how you doing today? I'm good. How's it going? We're doing very good. Very good. This weekend, there was a heavyweight explosion. And we were recuperating from it. There were, <laughs> there were so many heavyweight fights this week on TV. Let me jump right in. The first one will be the main event, Adam Kanowski against Robert Hellanius. Now, I on paper, I thought this fight was such a mismatch. Like, I'm thinking, why would you feed Adam Kanowski, this guy who's been knocked out by everybody, what's the point of making this a WBA eliminator and this guy's not credible? I had exactly no hope, no faith, no nothing in Robert Hellanius. Well... Tower, to everyone's surprise, he pulls up the upset knockout. Not an upset victory, not an upset decision, but an upset knockout of Adam Kanowski. Now, this is a guy who has never, ever even been knocked down. He had a chin of steel, of concrete, a chin of granite, and... But his style demanded that type of chin. Anytime you have an aggressive fighter who comes in, they don't care what you hit them with, they just want to land their shot, they have to have, like, the best chin because they don't fear punches or anything hitting them on their way in. And the, the funny part about it was Adam Kanowski was winning every round. Uh, and then... He hurt, Adam Kanowski hurt Robert Hellanius. And as he was moving in for the kill with the guy on the ropes, Robert Hellanius unleashed a one-two in retreat and dropped Adam Kanowski, the undefeated Polish number one contender that was willed to get a shot at Wilder or um, Anthony Joshua. Once Adam Kanowski got up from uh, the knockdown, he made a tragic mistake. He jumped right up from the knockdown because you know, as I know, when you're fighting in your hometown, in front of your home fans and all this and that, the first thing you try to do is show people that you weren't hurt. So... The professional thing to do in boxing is once you get knocked down, recuperate. Sit down, listen to the referee, monitor the count, then arise upon on the eight count. That way you give yourself maximum, you know, seconds and time, valuable time for your body to recuperate from 
trauma that just happened to it. But when you bounce up quick, trying to prove and show everyone, oh, no, I wasn't hurt. I'm ready to go. It only works against you. And you've seen this in the uh, Zab Judah fight versus Costa Zoo. Costa Zoo dropped Zab Judah. And within one or two seconds, Zab jumped up. But his, you know, the heart was willing, the mind was willing, but the body hadn't caught up yet. And he was flip-flopping and gyrating and, and jazzing and sashaying all over the place. And he fell down another two times from the same one knockdown. Uh, I think that's what happened. Adam Konowski was a victim of that. So fighters, any fighters that's listening, make sure you take this note because we love trying to always teach something in, on each show. If you're knocked down, go down to a knee, breathe, look at the referee, observe the count, rise on the eight count, and try to collect yourself. Don't let your pride or anything happen. You jump up on one to two seconds and try to get right back to fighting before your faculties are in order. So that's what happened with Adam Kanowski. This was like a major, major, major upset. I've actually fought Adam Kanowski before, so I know him personally. And he was a very, very undefeated, good undefeated prospect. So... Him getting knocked out in the fourth round, I'm very shocked. So that was that. Now let's go to the fight before that. The Nigerian nightmare, Effie Ajagba. He's here from, I've also, I've also been in the ring with him as far as sparring. He's based out of uh, the same city I am in Houston. He's an undefeated big Six foot six, uh, African heavyweight that has hellacious power in the right hand. The only thing he lacks is, um, I would say punch variety. He mainly operates from the jab, jab, right hand, jab, right hand. He'll, you know, sometimes throw hooks, 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 kind of robotic, but he gets the job done. I mean, you can't, everyone doesn't have everything. He has great stamina, great height, and great power. So right now, he's one of the most rising, uh, upcoming prospects in heavyweight boxing. Um, and, and he has one of the best uh, trainers out there, yeah. Ronnie Shields. Yes, Hall of Fame trainer, Ronnie Shields. Uh, future Hall of Fame trainer future, Honda tra- future Hall of Fame trainer Ronnie Shields Who are some of the guys that Ronnie has uh, And he was an outstanding fighter Tell me a little bit about Ronnie Shields Well well, Ronnie was a, was a great amateur fighter uh, Fought for the world title twice I do believe uh, Moved on and uh, was up under the uh, uh, What's the tutelage of Georgie Benton? Yeah, tutelage of Georgie Benton, who was a great fighter and a great old school trainer. And uh, I tell people this all the time. A lot of people wondering, wait, think about America. We haven't won a gold medal since 2004, uh, which was Andre Ward. 
and people don't realize a lot of the old school trainers have died off and there's a very few trainers that was trained by the old school trainers and Ronnie Shields is one of those trainers Tim Goodall, yeah, Mr. Uh, Tim Goodall uh, think about uh, Mr. Eddie Futch uh, who else have we lost uh, but you know fighters of that you know Georgie Ben Georgie Ben of course Georgie Ben Emmanuel Stewart Emmanuel like Stewart that, yeah. so you know all these guys are no longer with us and uh, but you know they they, they passed the, uh, the, the legacy down to some former fighters who are uh, future old school trainers and, themselves. And Ronnie Shears is one of the few that still stick with the old school tactics, the old school way. And, Explain and, these tactics in these ways for us that don't know what you're talking about. Which, man, we have a lot of new school fighters out here, man, that's, 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 that they follow uh, – all due respect to Floyd Mayweather, but everybody want to be Floyd these days. They don't realize what the things that Floyd doing on the hand pads and the mitts when they see that man. Those that's not a hand pad workout, you know. That's just a that's for show. That's for the cameras and everything. But you know, all these young guys come up. They want to hit the mitts like that. They want to. You got to put in work I, to get to that level. To, and I think what he's is. saying when, it, when 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 those cameras are not on, <laughs> Floyd himself, his dad is also considered an old school trainer and who yes. was a great fighter himself and his uncle, Roger Mayweather. So Definitely. like he's saying, it's just for the cameras, just for show. Uh, but when those cameras are off, <laughs> trust me, Floyd is- uh, He's putting in the work. He's putting in the work from a, a, a old school perspective. You don't get to that level and making that kind of money and winning world titles and, and, and beating the caliber of fighters that he's beaten without putting in the work. And it really make me think about Georgie Benton, the shoulder roll. I mean, he was pretty. <laughs> that yeah. was that was <laughs> Georgie Benton, and you know he didn't train uh, Floyd, uh, uh, Floyd dad. But I just think about the shoulder roll. Yeah, because they have a lot of different variations of the shoulder roll. They had a the shoulder roll. They had a Philly shell, and they have uh, another thing. I think it's a Midwest thing, right? Originated mainly on Midwest fighters. Uh, you may be right on that. I, I mean, I just but, know of them guys. Yeah, like that. yeah, and and just it's not only the shoulder roll, man. But you have a lot of different, like great defensive fighters, great defensive tactics. You know, the shoulder roll was one of the the best ones. But we talked about earlier, Willie Pelp. Oh, you yes. know, Willie Pelp is the only guy in the history of the sport. Before prior to the fight, man, before Willie Pelp fought Chalky Gray in nineteen forty two, he told everybody, he said, Watch me in the fourth round. I'ma win the round and not throw a punch. And on two of the three judges scorecards, he won the round and didn't throw a punch. He was he also didn't get hit. And that, that is amazing. And that's called ring generalship. Yeah, man. He was <laughs> that's amazing. Definitely he, Willie Pelp had two hundred thirty wins, eleven losses. Shout out to Willie Pep for all you yeah, people who the great Willie Pep, the great Willie Pep for all you people who don't know or not too familiar. Go look up Willie Pep. He is regarded as the greatest defensive fighter of all time. And he fought one. Yeah. He's the one twenty six. One twenty six. He fought featherweight. He was featherweight. He's the too. only guy in history to win a boxing round without throwing a punch. Yeah. So imagine that. Just imagine that. And Just, against Jose Luis Ramirez in 1988, Pernell Whitaker did it, but they didn't give him the round. I don't understand that they didn't give him the round. No, but he, he definitely won the round without throwing a punch because he didn't get hit neither. It was Pernell Whitaker's first world title attempt. 
Well, I know a few. It's a few fighters that that then scored around without that with the opponent landing zero punches. Shane Mosley did it, but without them landing the shot, neither. Right. Oh no, Shane Mosley landed shots. Yeah, nobody landed a shot in this round. Oh, okay. Both fighters know. Okay. And see, this is where you got to understand. You know, you have three different referees, and they they see a fight totally different. So one guy probably gave. uh, uh, well, I'm giving it to this guy because he was aggressive and he, you know, he went after the guy, you know. And, so. and, and the difference is Pep told everybody prior to the fight what round he was going to do it in and what he was going to do. <laughs> I'm going to win a round and not throw a punch. <laughs> and that was, that's amazing. Uh, that's one thing that people, the the casual fan also needs to inform themselves on. When you're watching the fight, know what you're looking for. When you're scoring the fight, Know what the criteria is for scoring. They, it's not just about a fighter being aggressive and coming forward. It's something called effective aggressiveness and ring generalship. Ring generalship means you controlling, you controlling the distance of the fight. You controlling the ring. You 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 move left when you want to move left. You move him right when you want him to move right. You totally in control of the movements of that round. And the punches, the placement, and everything. It's called ring generalship. So that's another criteria that judges are supposed to score rounds based upon. Fighting on your terms. Exactly. 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 You fight when you want to fight. You don't fight when you want to fight. You you take a walk when you want to take a walk. It's a beautiful thing. Now, also, uh, Effie Jogba, back to him. Uh, the guy he fought was a guy that had been beat up by a lot of undefeated fighters. So I didn't. I was kind of upset with the matchmaking of that show. I, at first, I didn't like the Robert Hellenius fighting Adam Konowski because I thought it would be a whitewash. And he ends up knocking Konowski out in the fourth round in an upset victory. Secondly, I didn't like the matchmaking for Effie Jogba because... This guy's been knocked out and stopped by all the other rising heavyweights, and I'm like, what what uh, threat could he pose to Effie if other guys are knocking him out? But he actually he actually fought good. It went nine rounds out of ten rounds fighting. I mean, the guy came to fight. He was game. He took some shots. He gave some shots. It was a nice, so I I, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. I was pleasantly supplied, surprised they, they, with the way that fight unfolded. But they also actually had a uh, guy with only one loss originally scheduled to fight Effie Ajabo. And I don't know what fell apart or what happened, what went on, but they ended up with the guy that they ended oh, up okay. with. Oh, okay. Yep. And then in the first feature of the fight of the heavyweight explosion, was a Cuban heavyweight. Uh, he had 220 amateur fights. He won all of them except four. But he's kind of undersized. He's 6'4", 225. So he's really lean and fast. But with today's heavyweight, you know, the, the weight, the height, the criteria, 225 is, is small today in today's heavyweight. So... Uh, he's only like twelve and zero, so the 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 ju- the jury is still out on this guy. But he fought Joy Duaco, who's a very short fighter. He's about five ten, 
Uh, my boy Charles Martin beat him before. Me and him, me and Joey DeWaco fought on the same car before. So he's the little, he's the little white guy that's. Uh, he was rumored to have dropped Anthony Joshua in a uh, training camp when Joshua lost to Andy Ruiz. When you say he's a little guy, what, what, what was his weight for the fight he just had? Uh, he's like five ten, maybe two thirty. Okay. Maybe 230 or something. He's like a little short, fat, pudgy guy. But he has exceptional skills. Little short arms, but he's very skillful. Sort of like from Philly, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. So that's why uh, Anthony Joshua brought him in as a sparring partner when he was preparing for Ruiz. Right. And from what I heard, he dropped or knocked out Joshua in camp. And that's why Joshua was a little banged up when he went in for the first Ruiz fight. But it's all conjecture. It's all speculation. He won't confirm or deny, but he's just saying that he did really well. That's his official statement. So I'm figuring it really happened. Because he's smiling and he's like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna some most fighters have a code what happens in sparring stays in sparring. So they try to kind of keep things under wraps. <laughs> But sometimes things get out and fighters can acquire fame. I mean, if you're knocking out the champion in sparring, you kind of might leak your own story just to get you a little publicity out there. So I'm not sure. but Well, when Oliver McCall knocked down Mike Tyson in sparring, that, 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 that hit the media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, so uh, sometimes uh, it, I mean, it hits the media, but... Uh, you know that's why it really adds credibility when 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 one speak of uh, boxing being the arena of the unexpected. Yeah. It's true. You know anybody can get got. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and and a lot of things happen in sparring, but that's what it's supposed to happen in sparring, and and not in the ring. I tell you a, a funny story. One time, man, I dropped Oscar De La Hoya. We were in Big Bear, California, man. I mean, I dropped him clean. Boom, boom, one two. He he went down, but he got up and kicked the shit out of me. You know, he told everybody about it. Hey, man, mm-hmm. start drop me, but ask him what happened when I got up. It happens. And unfortunately, a lot of uh, world champion uh, training camps now are closed off to the media, closed off. They don't want any cameras. They don't want just for things like that. They don't want things to get out. They don't want people to uh, see vulnerability in the fighter. So a lot of people having closed sparring sessions and no cameras allowed, no videotaping allowed, and that sort of things. So now there are fighters who don't care if you record or because they're confident in what they're gonna do, but there's some fighters that, you know, they're really guarded in the sparring and okay, all cameras gotta go off you know, before the first bell. Exactly. And I don't, I don't un- like that. I don't understand that either because uh in the gym, man. You're not at your best. That's why you're working on things. That's why you, you, you practice. That's why it's called practice. You're practicing. You're working on new things. You're trying different stuff out, man. Things are going to happen in Spawn. In, in Houston's own, Darren Richardson, I think he had uh, Sugar Ray Leonard down, didn't he? He dropped, he dropped Sugar Ray Leonard, exactly. And, and who was Ray Leonard preparing for? Ray Leonard was preparing for Terry Norris. Terry Norris, and, that's and, right. And, 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 and Darren dropped him. Wow. I never heard that story before. Yes, yes, yeah. So, so have anybody, any one of us... I haven't. Have, you, have any of you guys ever been dropped in, in Spawn? I got dropped by my brother. I got dropped by Golden Johnson. 
<laughs> and, and spawn. Yeah. Shout out to Golden. What, drop what, him again. What about you? <laughs> I got dropped by Reggie Johnson. I was finna tell you, I was finna tell you how you shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an illegal, uh-oh. dirty trick. And uh, well, no, it wasn't illegal because it, what the referee tell you, it's the same thing in the gym, man. Protect yourself at all, all time. time. I fell for a move. I had never been knocked down before, and, and I'm sparring Reggie Johnson. My co-host today for uh, his fight with Julio Gonzalez, and in the middle of sparring, he said, "Hold on, stop, stop, tight shoe, tight shoe, tight shoe." And then I looked down to see if my shoe needed tight, and he hit me. And when he hit me, I just remember kind of going down, but I didn't know why because I was looking at my shoe as the last thing my mind remembers, so I didn't see a punch. Uh, nothing. Now I have a question. But he was educated. I have a question. We were, we, 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 we were at the Staples Center, and and our host, Marenzo Smith, aka T Diddy, was fighting Chris Ariola, and they were going at it. My question is, if Chris would have stopped in the middle of the fight and told you to tie your shoe, would you have looked down to tie your shoe? No, definitely not. See, we, that's why it's called practice. You working on the fight. You wasn't supposed to stop when Reggie told you. Well, I mean, that, I mean, and, and that's why Reggie did that to him. And uh, you know, when Tuffy was real young, then how many mm-hmm. pro fights you had had at that particular time? And keep in mind, not only him, but Eugene Hill. I had yeah. both of them, and they was heavyweights. Shout out to Eugene. Shout good, out good to Eugene Hill, man. Mm-hmm. Eugene Hill is a, a one of the best friends of mine in boxing. My teammate from the amateurs and the pros. We came up in the same stable. So shout out to Mean Gene Hill from Dickinson, Texas. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You learned a lesson from it. You won't do it again. No matter who you sparring with or in the fight with. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that was. I guess I call it a growing pain. And right, and that's what it was. That's, that's, it was yeah, it, that's it, what it, it is. It, it was a lesson. And um, but the Cuban. Back to the Cuban heavyweight. The Cuban heavyweight was really, really fast. I mean, for him to be so small and slick and slender. He was really fast, nice long jab, because you know he's still six four. He still has height, and I mean he has really really fast punches. Like they're hard punches, but they're really fast punches. So look out for him. I think he's thirteen and oh now. He's he's gonna be making some noise. But that was the heavyweight explosion on uh, Fox this weekend. Um, in more news in boxing. Finally, we have a fight inked in, probably Cinco de Mayo, if I know Canelo. But Canelo will be facing Billy Joe Sanders, another Gypsy King. He's the Gypsy King's uh, best friend. They're both gypsies, which are travelers. They don't have a, a homeland. They just travel the world living in huts and trailers and... They always grow up doing bare knuckle fighting and things of that nature. And Billy Joe Saunders is undefeated. Uh, he fights at 168. So Canelo can, you know, he won't have to make the small 160 mark anymore. And he's going for another belt. And this is a great fight, actually. I mean, I have I have Canelo winning this fight. Billy Joe Saunders... First broke my heart when he was the first. It was a battle of two undefeated uh, middleweights, 
and he handed my boy Chris Eubanks Jr. his first loss. And I was just, ah, I didn't think anybody could beat Chris Eubanks Jr. You, you said the same thing about Deontay Wilder, brother. Oh, Deontay, shout out to Deontay Wilder. Great champion, and uh, I yeah. think he's he, yeah. that's, that's a, a real warrior, and uh, he'll be back. And we, you know, like I said, once before, we're going to learn a lot about Deontay Wilder. And bouncing uh, back from losses. That's right. Yeah. See where his see where his heart is, where his head is. But I think, man, I think he he'll, he'll bounce back with no problem. I think Deontay come back, no problem. So what do you? How do you see the 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 Wilder Fury trilogy unfolding? If Wilder don't pick up, uh, on on on, if he don't if he don't. If he don't get in the gym and 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 work on his craft, and and with Mark Breland and 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 whoever else, Floyd Mayweather said he gonna come in and try to show him some things. But he's gonna have to get in order to beat Tyson Fury, man. He's gonna have to get in the gym and work on his craft. He can't just depend on that one punch, which we all know punches stand a chance. But I think he's gonna have to work on some other things, you know, to rely on jabs, right hands, hooks, punches. He don't punch in bunches. He don't throw combinations. But, but when a man establishes a record and has done what this man has done with all these knockouts, and I think that was part of his problem. He's like a one-dimensional exactly, guy who's exactly. a knockout artist. So, so back to what he just asked you: if if we twist your arm, who do you pick to win that third fight? I would have to go with Fury, man. I will have to go with Fury from from, and I'm just basing that on what I know, and 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 what I've seen. I uh, I, I, I would have to go with Fury outboxing him on the decision. And and likewise with myself, I went with Fury the first fight. I went with him the second fight. And Tuffy, every time I say that the first fight and the second fight, I went with Fury. Tuffy look at me a, a certain way, and and I'm going with him with the third fight. I just think that he brings exactly. he has more options, uh, talent wise. Uh, and and let's let's keep in mind now, Deontay Wilder, he got that he got that one punch. He always had a puncher's chance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, a puncher's chance. So Johnson and Johnson are both going with Tyson Fury. Uh, probably most of the world is going with Tyson Fury. I, I think Smith is going with Wilder, but he's going with Wilder for all the wrong reasons. I'm going with Bomb Squad. <laughs> now tell us why you going with the Bomb Squad. Because I know you, you I mean, listen, come on, you'll be a big fan. And I'm a fan of him. I'm Wilder, a fan of uh, both of them. Wilder is amazing. This man, he has powers that, that, that I can't account for. I don't know. He's a freak he, of nature. He, he's, he's a freak he's, of nature. He, he's an amazing puncher. I he's give a freak him that. Of nature. But when it comes to boxing skills, Not just man, puncher. you his, have to be able to do more than his punch. His whole in personality the is just amazing. I mean, he's a warrior. The way he comes to the ring, see, and see, all that. see. That's what's wrong with today's boxing. And I, I go back to oh it. My People more God. concerned with the costumes that they wear. They're more concerned about if you look, you at know, what it looked like to smoke on. and see oh the mask and everything. God. We're talking about a mask, but I'm also talking this about this is a warrior. His basic boxing skills. And see what he's trying to say that out, that outfit can't fight for him when his bell ring. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if it's true, we don't know. But he said that 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 hurt him. 
because of the weight. And I I seen Roy Jones uh, spoke spoke about his uh, intro, and 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 he was right. He said, "Man, if I'm gonna wear something like that, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna practice with that in the gym and see how it feels." I mean, you just don't put stuff on and just. Shout out to Roy Jones Jr., man. RJJR. Great fight. We, we, we just spoke with uh, Roy. We, we had, I don't know if y'all believe us or not, but we had the pleasure of speaking directly with Roy I mean, Jones. Why, 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 why wouldn't they why believe wouldn't they us, believe? man? Roy is just a man just like us, and yeah, he's a boxer we, we just like us. He's a great fighter, was the greatest of our era. I mean, Roy is, is yeah, he's. That's like he, Superman. He's a down earth. He's a down earth guy. He's, he's he's real. He's a real man. I'm, I gotta yeah, give him that. Guy. Roy Jones, for all the celebrity that he has, he's very personable. Man, be honest with you. Same thing with Wilder. I've I've had the pleasure of kind of hanging out and I talking know, with Wilder and, and everything. Same thing, not, man. Unfortunately, you don't believe in him. So, it's not that I don't believe in him. I just, I just, just I just don't see the skills in. there. I just don't see the bo- actual boxing skills so that, that, mean, that, that it would take to. Doesn't that mean you don't believe in him? No, it means that uh, you don't believe him. I, 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 I don't see the skills. That means you, know, you don't believe in him. That don't mean he don't believe in <laughs> no, him. He I said mean, he got to punch his chance. Listen, McDonald's we, we don't sell chicken. You know what I'm saying? I can't go to McDonald's and get a get a two piece chicken dinner. I can't go get a Popeyes chicken dinner from McDonald's. So, but I know that they don't have chicken. They you have chicken nuggets. They have chicken sandwiches. He don't get what I'm uh, saying. He don't, he, he don't get it. He don't get it. But, uh, but but off to you know he, he um, don't get he don't get Deontay Wilder what 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 he what he bring to Wilder. me and what he and, and what he don't bring exactly to me. he exactly. bringing the, he bringing the answers I would love to see Deontay Wilder come back blow Tyson Fury out in one round it's not that I don't like Fury I like Fury I just like uh, Wilder better as a fighter but I don't think I don't think that's something he can do man because of, okay well I'll make sure that I'm taking all bits. I have Deontay Wilder by impressive knockout in the trilogy. Well, man, you already got a better one. Man, you got to be able to go pop the trunk, man. If it's nothing in the trunk, you popping it for nothing. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And, oh, man, hold on. In other business, let's talk about, uh, oh, well, I'm sure everyone has Canelo over Billy Joe Saunders. Because most people don't know well, Billy fight. Joe. Good fight. But Billy Joe Saunders is a very slick southpaw. It's going to be a good fight. He's a very good fighter, and I, he's I undefeated. Him, I, I think I think he has a chance to win this fight. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's left-handed, a, been a left-handed fighter. And and being, he's really know, good. Good fighter. And he's so. beaten some – he beat David Lemieux. Very, I mean, that was the easiest fight I've ever seen. I mean, I know David Lemieux is not a world beater, but David Lemieux is a monster. Well, and, I w- I wouldn't be surprised. If this this uh, this may be the upset of the year. Yeah, it very well could be. Oh man, that's this is gonna be a great fight. Any fight with Canelo is great, but when you fight, when he can constantly fight title fights and take off new belts from new champions and undefeated champions, keep going, Canelo. You're doing great. But to be honest with you, right now, my leading candidate for upset of the year is Marenzo Smith and Ron Guerrero. <laughs> this weekend, man, I mean, uh, I had the pleasure of, of working the corner of our co-host, Marenzo Smith, a.k.a. T. Diddy, and he fought a good competitive uh, championship fight this weekend, man. He just, he just, you know, didn't come out 
on top like we thought he would, but. And a big a, shout out to uh, the promoter and uh, the matchmaker, Lynn Collins and yeah, uh, Forrest. Yeah. You know, that, competitive that, that, call. That was the most fight competitive uh, fight. I mean, every fight, it was nine fights and every one of them was competitive. Even the fighters who who uh, got stopped, they was in the fight. Yeah. Uh, Tuffy was the first fight and it was a very competitive fight and the fans was into it. You know, good the, size, the, fan, good the fans got their money worked. Uh, Tuffy came up a little short. Uh, right now, he's at the table for a rematch, and uh, yeah. you know, God and, willing, he learned from that first fight. He can go back and. Uh, and the thing is, Tuffy had him out. Tuffy uh, was on the verge of stopping him, stopping the guy at the end of the sixth round. Yeah, yeah, he just started a little late, but you know, that's that's you know, it comes with the sport and. Uh, as as you noticed, Tuffy got real quiet. But this is something that but, just happened. Yeah, I also I know have a, it's still on his mind. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for him though. Like at the end of the sixth round, man, you had the guy out. He was landing big shots. I mean, he was literally on the verge of going. And then the bell rang. Shot. Do you feel like you left anything on the table or in the uh, fight? Or? Yeah. Of course, the bell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bell. Felt like I left a lot. Oh man, you have to. Uh, in fights like that, you have to trust your conditioning. You have to. Uh, so you feel like you overpaced yourself early, early on. Early time. on, and I felt. I mean, I felt like I can. I felt like I can knock the guy out at any time. So I was. I felt like let him punch, let him fight. Let me, let me, let me download the information. Let me, let me see the way his punches are coming. Let me see the angles his punches are coming. Let me see the combinations that he that he enjoys throwing. And and then once I compute everything and then I start taking them apart. But um, you know, no excuses. No excuses for anything. I, I like to weigh uh, in on that. I to be honest with you, I think tough if you would have started the way you ended, I think I think you would have Got that decision. Like I said, it was a real competitive fight. Yeah. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, I know that was a, a title fight for you, but you know. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely. So I uh, think the fans want to see it again. And, and yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm definitely inviting all the fans out to the rematch. Um, that uh, that you're working on now. That I'm, I'm working on now, and it's something that I've never done in my whole career, but something that I attempt that I will attempt to do for the first time. And that is, I will start, and I'm glad this is on tape. I want to mark myself down. I want to hold myself accountable. Let me write this down. (laughs) (laughs) But I will emulate the Hagler-Hearns fight in a rematch. And when I say emulate, I mean that in the first round, first bill, I'm coming out throwing everything I have until one of us is not there. I, I don't. This fight won't go the distance, uh, uh, you know. And he fights hard too, so that means we'll both be punching in the beginning, and, and it won't be any pacing. It won't be any uh, giving rounds away. It won't be any so, trying to win decisions. So this fight won't go the distance. No. Somebody's- see, see, I have another question, and the reason. The reason I asked the first question is because, man, I've been in a lot of professional fights myself, and I feel like it's been plenty of times I don't left it all on the table sometimes. I left a lot on the table, but I've never been in a position where I had somebody knocked out. Mm-hmm. 
I'm talking about out, getting ready to go, then the bell ring. Thing, I mean, what kind <laughs> of feeling is that? They have to Man, be some kind of feeling like, Ugh! It was the worst feeling imaginable. Like, I feel, I feel downtrodden. Like, I feel melancholy. I feel just miserably sad about everything that happened. Um, but I only have myself to blame because, you know, in a sixth, in a fight that doesn't go a lot of rounds, you don't have rounds. I was fighting a fight like I was fighting a, a 10 rounder or a 12 rounder. And you did rounder. lose a point in between the third and the fourth round. <laughs> and, and you're right. He did start that fight. Yeah, he started fight slow. 10 rounds. He started slow, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my he, I, God. I, mean, I, I forgot my, my, about that. My personal opinion, I seen you. You lost the first two rounds, clearly. I agree. I totally yeah, agree with that assessment. Now, I have a question for Reggie. Reggie, have you ever had anybody out at the bell like that and the bell <laughs> rang and saved them? They going, I mean, out. Because he, Tuffy had the guy out, man. No, I, I got something that's reminiscent to what Tuffy just experienced, though. Mm-hmm. My first loss in 1984, my seventh professional fight, I was fighting the guy Adam George from Louisiana. Adam George, yeah. That was my first loss. And uh, it was my first eight-rounder. And I was more concerned about focus on being able to go to eight rounds. And when the fight was over, you know, I realized, that, man, I still have all this energy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't leave it all on the table. Uh, so I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure that's kind of like similar to what Tuffy yeah. just experienced, yeah. man. You didn't, you know, you didn't leave it all. You know, like I said, that's why I said if he would, if he would have started like he finished. Yeah. He's no more concerned, yeah. Yeah, yeah. More he concerned about going the distance right. than yeah. actually beating right. the guy, right. fighting the guy. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, and, yeah, and, and sometimes people just get off to a, you know, uh, a slow start. I think it was more. It was more, cold outside that night. We yeah, were it was know, outdoor cold, rain. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to blame the cold. I don't want to make no excuses. Oh no, I think it was his arms. He just didn't move his arms. Yeah, he his just hands. and yeah. and 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 I, and I was out of character that night. <laughs> I seen Reggie. I, I, Listen, I, I, I've never seen Reggie. I never step up and holler a lot like that for a fighter. Yeah, no I, f- I feel very uh, uh, honored that I got the great three-time world champion Reggie Johnson screaming ringside at my fight. Uh, my family was there. My kids were there. My, uh, I mean, everyone was there. My friends, everyone. I it mean, was, e- it was, even even the corner man, the team man. Everybody did a great job. Great. Yeah, every, every, yeah, everybody. Man. My hand wraps is, were yeah, great. Nobody to the to, gloves to, were to blame, great. You know, and I want to give a, a shout out to Ron Guerrero uh, for accomplishing what he accomplished. Uh, I was, you know, very sure that I would knock him out at any time that I wanted to. And uh, he had a different plan. He trained hard. You know, he took some big shots. He gave some shots. And uh, surprisingly, after the fight, you know, he he fell to his knees crying. And it was his daddy was crying. His wife was crying. The babies was crying. I mean, this was like a coronation for him. and, And, I mean, had that not been against me, it would have been a beautiful thing. His so. family was happy to see him win the title. <laughs> yeah, man. it was it was it was a beautiful thing. Had had I not been involved in it, I would have as a fan, I would have liked to see a, a triumphant fight like that. So you know what that remind me of when I won my first world title in my second try after the James Tony fight, I fought Irish Steve Collins, and at the pre-fight um, interview. Uh, 
I remember Steve Collins said, uh, congratulating me, he said, yeah, but Reggie, don't, <laughs> don't relax. He said, I'm still coming for that, that title. And I, I'm pretty sure your mindset is pretty much the same. And you know what? Steve Collins came back and won a couple yeah, of world hey, titles. Yeah, man, Steve Collins ended up coming back being, you know, yeah, he won. A, not only did he win the world title, he had a lot of title defenses. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I say, man, you know, you live and you learn. Uh, and, you know, every, you know, it's not a complete loss when you learn something. Some people go in there, fight, uh, and don't learn from their mistakes. And they, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, win. Yeah. So, well, so it's, ne it's never a complete loss when you learn something in a, in a professional fight uh, across the board in life. Uh, the good thing a, is that uh, the crowd loved the fight. Uh, the fans love the fight. The fighters love the fight. Everyone loved the fight. So I'm hoping that uh, Ron Guerrero will do me the courtesy of of extending a rematch. I mean, when a fight is so great, like Tyson Fury and Wilder or Pacquiao and Marquez or Mosley and De La Hoya or... Johnson and, and, and James Tony, that fight never happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, a rematch, you got to think about it. Ali Frazier, they fought three times. That'll forever be on my mind. Ali Norton fought twice. Um... Ali and Spinks fought twice. Um, uh, Brian Ken Norton Ali three times. Jerry Corey fought Ali twice. Uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on. Yeah, Holyfield and Bo. I mean, they fought three Ray times. Yeah. Durant. Yeah. Durant's fought, fought yeah, three, three times. times. Yeah. So I mean, great fights. The the good thing about boxing is the crowd wants to see it again. If it's a great fight, if it's a competitive fight. If it's not a one-sided blowout, they want to see it again. So, well, but who, who do the fans want to see? Those two fighters, right? Yes. I just brought it up to, to add to what I said to you about the fighters make the belts. The belts don't make the fighters. Those uh, uh, a person right now uh, uh, pay to see you and this guy fight again if a belt wasn't even involved. Exactly. Yeah, because it was a competitive yeah. fight. The crowd so, enjoyed. So now it. you got it, right? Yeah. Shout okay. out to the ABF. Mm -hmm. Uh oh man. I'm I'm very inspired and I'm very uh motivated for this rematch and if it happens it's not it's not uh signed, sealed and delivered yet, but those are my wishes and yeah you know, I just hope like the same prayer that I pray all the time, I'll pray before that fight that I hope that everybody leaves the ring the way they came. I hope everyone leaves the ring and makes it back to their families because boxing is a dangerous sport. I mean, people die. I have I have friends that, that have died in the ring. I have friends that have become vegetables after a fight, meaning they're alive, but they just sit and stare at the wall. They can't yeah. talk. They can't walk. Uh, they can't feed themselves. They can't do anything. And this just don't happen to uh, fighters who don't uh, become legends. This, yeah. this happened to to the great champions, uh, the greatest defense. One McCullin, of the greatest yeah. defensive fighters in Wilford the Benitez. history of sports, Wilfred Benitez. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think about him. I saw the youngest world champion in the history of the sport. That's he won right. the title at 17. Right after, uh, two months after his 16th birthday, he won the world title. I'm sorry. Definitely. And I turned pro at 17. This man won a world title at 17. So, yes, just think about that. That's amazing. And then you have uh, other great defensive fighters. Uh, man, this. And it's very, it's a, it's a brutal, brutal sport. And I know that with the uh, intentions that I'll be coming to the ring with, you know, it's, 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 even, it's, I'm even going to put myself in harm's way because when you hit a man, when you're close enough to hit a man, you're close enough for him to hit you back. So, well, don't talk about that too much. How you gonna approach him? Cause we on we on the air. He may be listening. Yeah, he may be listening. We don't want him to get the tactic. But but listen, but, but Mr. Yeah, it's gonna be a great fight, and and look, this is the first time I can guarantee a great fight. Like, uh, however it goes, cause you never know how it's gonna go. I mean, but, and it's all on you, cause at the yeah. end of the day, like I say, he didn't win the fight. You lost the fight. Exactly. Period. You know, and and I agree with explain that. what that means. That that means um, you're the the much more talented fighter. You had the better tools. You had everything that you needed to win the fight. You had former world champions working with you. You had a great corner, uh, great support system, and you just didn't throw punches. You just didn't move your hands. You didn't do what you uh, did in the gym. You didn't do what you trained to do. You didn't tap into your skill set. You didn't. At all. And what about his corner? He has a championship corner also, He right? He had Oliver McCall in his corner. In and old Exactly, and I, in a very observant corner because I, don't, I feel like personally that you wasn't in the best physical shape, mm-hmm. and they could see that. And, and his first punch, he came out, he jabbed you to the body. That's what I would have told a guy to do. Hey, hey, go hit him in the bread basket. He's not all the way there. Yeah, and so we're that fight's looking more like it's gonna happen in June. It's March right now for all the listeners that don't have a date on this. If we go back and listen to it, and that's a fight that he wanted to fight uh, a month and a half. Yeah, later. he he, he yeah, wanted to rematch a month later. Reggie talked me out of, yeah. out of the, the April showdown. I'm gonna uh, just you know sit back and, and try to make this fight for June here in Houston, where all my people can see the ones who saw me lose can see me win. Uh, my daughters, my my family, my well, they friends. Gonna, they, they're gonna see a different you though. though. They're gonna see see you thirty, forty pounds later. They're gonna they're gonna, they gonna when you walk to that yeah. ring next time. Uh, they go they they gonna know hey, this ain't the, this ain't this ain't the same toughie Exa- we saw. Yeah. Fighting exactly, and I think they appreciate it because even as fans of boxing, you appreciate when a person puts, you know, respects the sport, and you respect the sport by training to the best of your abilities. But even more so, uh, you know, more than the fans, man. When it's titles and things on the line, man, you want to do it for yourself. It's something personal that, that you're doing it for, and and you got to go out and move your hands. That's the only way you win a fight. And one of those personal things is the business that comes it's, 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 advancing yeah. it. Yeah, and, and for fighters that's listening and fighters that's undefeated and fighters that have a lot of wins and all this, I want to say this because I don't want um, I don't want you guys to fall in the same trap you must take every fighter 
as a credible fighter, as a dangerous threat. Every fight is like you're going into a championship yeah, fight. Yeah, even if you're not fighting a champion, train for the guy as if he was a champion. If you don't think he, he can't touch you, he can't beat you, and still train for him as if. And I know you hear this a lot, but as humans, we do slip. And I absolutely see nothing in this guy that would give me any form of concern. Like, this guy couldn't tie my boots, according to me. You mean after you fought him or before you fought him? Before I fought him, because going into the fight, and, I thought and, I thought I thought, I thought it would. I, I honestly I thought, thought I, it was going to be an easy fight. Uh, going white into the fight. wash, and then I, you know, I'm normally I can get all these knockouts most of the time when I fight, and I figure at any time I hit this guy, I'm going to hurt him, I'm going to knock him out, and 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 we can go party. But you know, sometimes those fighters train hard. He had a three month. Uh, camp to train for this fight. So, so did you. So, yeah, so did me. Yeah, so did me. So, you know, he he had time to, to get himself like, you got to think about that when you're fighting people. Sometimes, you know, somebody can have losses in a row and they can they can make up in their mind that tonight I ain't, I'm not losing tonight. Tonight ain't the night. And you might not know it. You're looking at the record like, oh, he done lost two or three times. And he's coming in with a whole different mindset. You think he coming in as a loser. Oh, yeah, he used to losing. He already used to getting knocked out. So just fighters, just remember that. Take every fight as if you're fighting the hardest challenge of your life and respect every fighter. Because I had no respect for this guy. I'm like, I, I thought I'd just, anytime I get ready to turn it up, I'd get him out of there. And you, and you know something else? It comes a it comes a time to where you join forces with Nike, the sporting outfit, and you buy into their famous words: "Just do it." Just do it. Just do it. There comes a time when you quit talking and just get ready to do it. Exactly. Now, moving on, let's talk about another hot young prospect in boxing. Thank you, Tuffy. You got that. King Rye, Ryan Garcia, Reggie Johnson's favorite uh, fighter at the moment, young upstart. What a great fighter. I, 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 uh, uh, the first time I uh, tuned in to this guy, uh, I could see it. This is this is the future of boxing. I, could, I, could, I, could, I can even see this, this kid... Uh, being on the level or even surpassing uh, Oscar De La Hoya, this, this, that, I, I was, I think, I, I, I think this is the future of boxing. And that's 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 holding, that's holding him to a very very high standard. Absolutely. To be the next De La Hoya, the Golden Boy, that is like in my head, that's the first billionaire fighter that ever lived in. He accomplished so many things in so many different weight divisions. So many titles. So yeah. many titles, Olympic gold medals. Like I mean, everything. He had the looks. He had the he had the skills to back it up. He was very soft spoken, but but heavy fisted. Let, let me add this here. Uh, the group that I was signed with, the Demay Group in California. Oscar De La Hoya and his father was with them, so I guess he was going to sign with them. I think he was 16. 
And uh, he had my first intercontinental belt on. And one of the boxing writers wrote that they seen in his eyes when he had that belt on, you know, they, they I guess they were just reading his mind and they knew that, you know, he was a talented fighter and knew that he would uh, was going to become uh, a world champion. And you know what? I feel the same way about Garcia. I see him as the future of boxing. I just, man, you know, <clears throat> seeing him, his last two fights is, I'm highly impressed. I like the way the young man carry himself. And you would never think a slim young kid like that could hit so hard. I watch this guy jab, and then I watch him jab. I watch him jab, and then I watch him act like he's going to throw that jab and throw a hook. <laughs> Turn that yeah, jab into a hook yeah. and knock the guy clean out. I mean, this 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 is this is the future of boxing on the way. I, I think. Go ahead. Go, before we wrap it up, man, I wanted to I wanted to touch real quick. We're gonna go back to we're gonna go back to Garcia. I know you wanted to say something, but I also wanted to touch on um, Floyd Mayweather and his situation. And you you know what happened with it? They found this kid's mother dead outside of home. Yes. Uh, big, big shout out it, to Floyd and uh, shout out to and his Floyd family, and hope his kids and uh, yeah, because and, that's and, and three family. babies that yeah, don't without have a mother, mother yeah. anymore. Uh, that's his two oldest sons and his oldest daughter. She was the mother of all his kids in the beginning, and then they broke up, and he had a few more kids, but. She was found this weekend. Unresponsive, uh, yeah. Yeah, dead in a car outside of her home. And no one, you know, right now knows what happened or whatever, but it's apparent. I mean, if you had to ask yeah. me, it was apparent. Uh, I would I would guess it was a suicide uh, just based on what they said. You know, I would guess that, but... It has to be devastating for Floyd Mayweather. It has to be more, yeah, his, just and, devastating for the kids, man. More devastating for the for children, the kids, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and mother and dad, and oh man, it's. It, and I never knew she was the actress. Neither did I. I didn't know that either. But she was a great mother, and uh, you know, every time I seen her, she was smiling, and her and Mayweather have recouped their relationship. They yeah, were uh exactly. I met her a couple of times and she was always in a good mood. Yeah, they're they're co parenting. She used to be at the house all the time in Mayweather's house and she started going out to events and different things with Mayweather. So yeah, uh condolences to Floyd Mayweather, his son, his two sons and his the daughter Yaya. Mayweather family and, and her family as well. She's passed away a few days ago and we just wanted to touch on that. Now back to Ryan Garcia. Um, if Ryan Garcia inks in the deal, this uh, winter fall or whatever versus Tank Davis, I think Ryan Garcia would get knocked out. Like I don't against Tank. Of course, against Tank. Like uh, I think he should avoid Tank for a little longer, work on his craft a little longer. But if he's starting to, to I think, fit, I think he has the perfect style to to uh, beat an upset tank. Uh, the man with his range, uh, man, his, his skill set, knowing knowing how to jab, when to jab, yeah. turning jabs into hook, good height. There's something special about this kid, and I think that's think tank tank can box a little bit, but he's short and he's more yeah. uh, of a slugger. He had to you know get at guys because the, the reach. And this guy, I think, I think. This young kid, man, he's 
he's the future of boxing. And, uh, I, I, all of these guys I, are talented, but I think the best in the game, pound for pound, right now, in my opinion, is Terrence Crawford. Yeah, Brian Garcia, I think, is gonna get exposed. He's gonna get knocked out, and I don't think he'll ever be champion. So we're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to come back on on well, air and question, talk who, about who, that. Who was this promoter? Oscar De La Hoya. So what are his chances of becoming champion with a skill set like that? Very, very likely. Very likely. There are too many monsters in the division right now. He, If he can wait it out two or three years, he can become champion. And, and, but and he's one of those monsters. If, and, the, and the thing is. He's one of them. It, and he's one of the slick but, monsters. To me, but, he's but, the lowest but also, one also the even on the business side of it, man, he's so marketable. That there's no way Golden Boy is not gonna guide him to a championship. That's right. So I don't that, care if he's beating Joe Blow for it; he's gonna fight for a world championship and get it. Okay, so this wraps up. What episode is this? Eight episode. Is eight. he punchy? Eight. Did Ron Guerrero knock it out of him? <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, where can they follow you at if the fans want to follow you? Online. I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. You just put in Reggie Johnson or Reggie Sweet Johnson Facebook and uh, um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, World Champ Time 3. And Star? The same thing. You? you can find me uh Facebook, Star Johnson, or Instagram, Star Johnson. But if you really want to find two R's. Him, Star can, with two R's. You can find them in the liquor store. <laughs> oh, my God. Specs. <laughs> Is the place where it used to be. That's not true. Uh, yeah, that's not true. If, if you, you want to find Star Johnson, go to Specs. If you want to find Marenzo Smith, you find him where they selling punches at because he sure didn't have enough this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'm just joking, y'all, but he he going to come back and get him in the in the rematch. Okay, now, if you want to uh, follow us, we're going to be we're gonna put our broadcast on YouTube. Just go follow the None So Strong Boxing YouTube channel. On Facebook, under groups, follow the None So Strong Boxing Group. And to follow me personally on Instagram, I'm at Boxing T. Diddy. Life is hard. Boxing is hard. Working is hard. So remember, just keep punching.